You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Hey, my name is Dustin Agard. If I've not had the, the privilege of meeting you, one of the pastors here, and on behalf of Journey, just want to say welcome. So glad that you're here. Want to welcome everybody joining us online as well as Lake County. So good to have you. We are in this series called Glow and Tell. And uh, last week, Pastor David Vaughn did a, a great, great job kicking off the series. Can we just thank Pastor David Vaughn? Didn't he do good? Yes. Last week, I was uh, about 9,500 miles away from you. I was in Australia um, dropping off my daughter. That's how we discipline them when they misbehave. Um, and so uh, got to send a message to the other kids, you know? And so, no, I dropped my daughter off for those that don't know um, to be a missionary in Australia. And uh, just want to share some of that. I know y'all, a lot of y'all been praying and asking. And so thank you. Just want to share uh, some pictures, some thoughts. Um, and, and before I walk you through some of these, I should mention this. Actually, hold off on that because that's going to distract them. That's my fault. I led you too early. Uh, this is a true story. I need, I need everybody to realize this true story. I'm not making this up. Uh, the flights to get to Australia just kept climbing. It was way too expensive. And so I did some massive research. I just want to figure out what's the cheapest way to get there. I don't care if I have to row a boat. What's the cheapest way? I kid you not, the day we left, the cheapest way to get to Australia was for us to first fly in to Honolulu, Hawaii first. And then on the way back, it was the cheapest to fly to Fiji first, then back here. Listen, I did not want to go to those places, but to be a good steward of his resources, I said, I will go. And so uh, we, we ended up on the way there, we went to Hawaii and we spent about 36 hours in Hawaii. It was, it was a fast trip, but we jam packed it here. Uh, you can see we went to a luau and uh, here this is, we were able to go surfing. This is Waikiki Beach, which is uh, the birthplace of surfing. And so just really cool experience. And just, we went to, this is a, a sunset. We were able to uh, have sunsets. This is a different place. We went to all kinds of beaches. It was. It was paradise. I've never been to Hawaii. It was unbelievable. It was so beautiful. Then went from there, and, and I have a point to share in all this. So we went from there to then we went, flew to Australia. And uh, this is us uh, uh, in Australia, there, here. And really the place that she went, um, it's, it's literally called uh, Surfer's Paradise in Gold Coast, Australia. The place I dropped my daughter off is called Surfer's paradise. So we went from Hawaii, which is paradise to surfer's paradise. And the way I would describe surfer's paradise, it would be like if you took Orlando and Miami and combined them because uh, surfer's paradise is the tourist attraction of all of Australia. It's got theme parks. It's right on the ocean, but it had the geography of Miami. It was all right there on the ocean. As you can see, it was all just big buildings and skyscrapers. And it was amazing. And then I said goodbye to my daughter. And I, um, I literally, as I dropped her off in like her, her house full of like, I don't know, 12, 15 girls, I'm in the living room and all the girls are there. And I went to talk to them just to say how much you guys are praying for them and how much we're praying. And I went to tell them that, and I got to apologize because I, I didn't 
I, w- I wasn't even able to make a full sentence. I looked at them and I said, hey, on behalf of Journey, and then I just started tearing up. I said, I gotta go. And so, <laughs> leaving her was a lot harder than I thought, and so a lot of y'all have been there before, and um, so thank you for your prayers. A lot of you asking how she's doing. She's loving it, and, which is not what I was praying for. I was praying she'd hate it and wanna come home. <laughs> Um, but she is loving it. She's doing good. She's already telling people about Jesus. I mean, it's just, it, the stories are already incredible. And so all this takes place. And then um, uh, Sunday, last Sunday in the morning, I went to a church. This is the name of the church. I kid you not. The church is called Glow Church. Last Sunday, we kicked off a series called Glow and Tell. And I find this church is the fastest growing church in Australia. And it's in Gold Coast. So I was able to go. It's called Glow Church. And I got to hang out with some of the team. And I asked the pastor, why Glow Church? And he said, well, isn't that the picture of the church? It's to be a bright light in a dark world. I said, yeah, that's why we're doing a series. I know, pastor. So the name of the church is Glow Church. They're doing incredible. I was able to go in the morning to that church. Then I got on a plane, flew to Sydney where I went to Hillsong Church. And some of you are familiar with Hillsong. Some of you aren't. We play uh, a lot of Hillsong music. They're the biggest, most influential church in the world and just incredible. They're based out of Sydney. And so this is a buddy of mine that works for them, was able to experience that. And just, just an incredible day. And here's what I learned as y'all are here worshiping as I'm there. The church is way bigger than we could ever imagine. The church is way more diverse than we could ever imagine. And it is all good. And I, I was sitting back and I was like, thank you, Lord, for that reminder. And then from Sydney, went to Fiji. And then from Fiji, flew home. And as I was on the plane, I didn't have Wi-Fi. And as I was on the plane, it was a long flight. And as I got off the plane, my phone just started going bananas. I mean, just blowing up with texts, phone calls. And there were really two different groups of, of text messages that I was getting. I was getting a lot from the Journey church family and then I was getting a lot from my personal childhood friend community. And what I didn't realize is when I got off the plane, for those that don't know, Journey went through a devastating tragedy this week. And there's a family that's been part of Journey since 1978, it's the Hudspeth family. And the Hudspeth family, the the parents are Tim and Robin. Tim was the chairman of our elder uh, several years ago. Robin has served in various roles. She's on our prayer team. Right now she serves with Wakaiva High School, FCA. And and tragically, their 18-year-old son had a tragic accident and passed away. And uh, and they were very influential. Many of you know them. And um, and it's just, it's devastating. And that's all that mess there. And then over here, I, my friends find out that a buddy of mine named Tim Murphy I grew up with found out he passed away. As a matter of fact, just several weeks ago, I actually mentioned Tim from stage. He checks out. And this is uh, my buddy, Tim Murphy, who is uh, watching right now. I want to give a shout out, Tim Murphy. Uh, love you, my friend. That was homecoming weekend and I asked if he wanted to come because I knew we'd be sharing the gospel and he said he couldn't because he wasn't feeling good but that he'd watch online and this week we were supposed to follow up and have lunch and talk about that. What he didn't tell me was he wasn't just not doing okay, he was slowly dying and he passed away. And then the next day, I kind of processing all this and get a different phone call. The house I grew up in, six houses down, 
Very first friend that I met when I moved to Orlando, his name's Justin. His family was like a second family to me. We did everything together, ended up being my best friend growing up. And his dad was my little league coach. His dad was like a second dad to me and found out that he passed away. So yesterday I was in St. Augustine half the day, just crying in their living room, laughing about stories. Then we had in our Popka campus, there was a tragic car accident that left a family. Some of the family members passed away right here in Apopka. Then Lake Brantley Apopka game, they honored a local kind of hero, John Peary. He passed away. And, and there's, just, there's just a heaviness. And I just, I just love you too much um, to pretend like my heart's not heavy today. And so I just need to be honest and say, it's, um, it's heavy, and it's a good reminder that life comes at you fast. One day you're in paradise, a place called paradise, and the next you have the opportunity to be in the actual paradise in front of our creator. And we never know when our time is gonna come. And then on top of all that, we have the devastating news that's taking place in Israel. And that alone is heartbreaking. And so before we go any further, I, wanna, I just want to pray for the Hudspeth family. I want to pray for them um, and everybody impacted by that. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we, um, we don't always have the answers to the why question. We don't always, it doesn't make sense. It hurts, it stings. We have a lot of questions, a lot of pain. But right now, I pray, would you wrap your massive loving arms around the Hudspeth family, around everybody they've impacted because they have a huge impact. And so many people at Orangewood and in our community have been impacted by the loss of Josiah. So God, we ask that you would welcome Josiah and we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and that he is with you right now. And so we thank you for that, but there is still real pain that we are experiencing right now, right here. Would you be with that family? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So the very first words that we came up with for our bumper several months ago, you just saw it, is the darker the hour, the brighter the light. I had no idea how truer those words would be than this week. And let me just tell you, the Hudspeth, they're shining bright. I mean, it is a dark hour for them, and they are shining so bright. Doesn't mean they don't have pain, doesn't mean they're not grieving, but they're shining bright. And I want to let you know, if you don't know, if you're not aware, we have something here at Journey called Grief Share, which is a community of people just going through grief together. And if that's a way that we can come alongside you and, and serve you, I want to encourage you to go to our website, journeychristian.com. And look that up. And if you're watching online, Grief Share is not our only thing. There's Grief Shares all around the nation. You go to their website, just Google Grief Share and find a, a location near you to be able to, to go through this, not alone, but in, in community. So one of the things that I was, as I was, I had my message all figured out before Wednesday and, and the title of it was Good Vibes Only. That was the name of the, my message for today. And then everything happened. And I'm like, I can't call it good vibes only. I got to change the title. I got to change the message. And then I thought, no, 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 we're going to keep it with good vibes only. And let me tell you where this comes from. As my daughter and I, as we were on uh, the island of Oahu, as we were in Honolulu, 
I mean, it was paradise. It felt like, so we just had this saying uh, in, in Hawaii and Australia, just good vibes only. Like if the line is long, we're not gonna complain about it because we're in Hawaii. If the food's not what we thought, we're not gonna complain, we're in surfer's paradise. Like it's good vibes, on, let's not waste our time complaining. And, and we ended up kind of just sharing throughout the day, we, I would just ask her like we normally would, hey, how are you doing? Or she would ask me, how are you doing? And then eventually after the third or fourth time, I realized, you know what, that's a really stupid question. Like, what do you mean, how am I doing? I'm in Hawaii, I'm doing okay. And then it, it hit me. Do you know what the dumbest question in heaven is? How are you doing? Like, that's the dumbest question. Like, what do you mean? How am I? I'm in, I'm in the presence of Jesus Christ. What do you mean? How am I doing? I'm doing great. I'm in the presence of my savior. Josiah right now would say, that's the dumbest question you could ask is how are you doing? The people that you've lost that know Jesus, you're like, man, how are they doing? Man, that's a dumb question. We know how they're doing. They are loving life. It is good vibes only right now for them. Amen. That's it. Good vibes only. And, and, and we were in a place that I thought was paradise, a different place called surface paradise. And both of those places are in a broken and fallen world. And it's not, it's not really good vibes only. We can, we can try to manage that, but up there it is only good vibes only. That's it. And that's why we put our hope in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. You might think, man, how do we have good vibes only in this life? Because Paul says just a couple verses later, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What Paul was saying, he's saying just good vibes only. He's like, whatever, whatever brings a good vibe, that's it. Everything else, just do away with it. Don't entertain it. Don't let it in your head. Just whatever is lovely, good vibes only. So last week we kicked off this series talking about Philippians chapter one. Today we're gonna talk Philippians chapter two. We're just gonna go through the book of Philippians. So if you have your Bible, you could open it up to Philippians chapter two. And really there's three sections to Philippians chapter two. The, the first section is about humility the second section is about a warning against complaining. And then the third section is a, a greeting to co-laborers and the faith. And today I wanna to talk about the first two sections. Philippians chapter two, verse three through 11, several verses long, I wanna read it to you though. It says this, it says, do nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. So here's the first point. I got two main points. The first one is this, when things are good, embrace humility. When things are good, embrace humility. 
lean in toward humility. Philippians 2, first section, it's all about humility. When things are good, embrace humility. And some of you are like, well, what about when things are bad? Well, it's a lot easier to be humble when things are bad. I think it's more tempting not to be humble when things are good. You got a great marriage. You, your business is thriving. Everything in life is going up and to the right. You got more money than you know what to do with. You have extra margin at the end of the month, whatever it is. And God says, when things are good, embrace Humility, because what the temptation is when life gets to be a little bit better for you, you're like, well, I don't need to go to church, I'm all good. I don't need to join a Bible study. I don't need God right now. I'll go to him when I need something. Like he's a genie in a bottle. And what you're doing without knowing it is you're, you're replacing God with arrogance. And pride always, always, always comes before the fall. When things are good, embrace humility, lean in, towards humility. James 4, 6 says this, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. You, you know, in Philippians 2, it says that God ended up exalting Jesus. And it's not just Jesus, he does that with all of us. It says, when we are humble, when we lower ourselves, God raises us up. But when we puff up, God pushes down. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. If I've learned anything in my decades following Jesus, it's this. It's one ounce of God's favor is greater than a lifetime of work that I could do for God. Just one ounce of God's favor. And he doesn't make a mystery of how to get it. We get the favor of God through humility. It's just humility. God, I need you. I need you every day. I need you when things are great, when things are bad. I need you. Sign of that is just surrender. God opposes the proud. And we, we kind of live in this idea that God's always with you and for you and, and he's not against you. But according to this scripture, like, no, 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 no. When I am prideful, God's against me. When I'm arrogant, God is against me. And I can't think of anything worse than the God of the universe daily going against me. How foolish would that be? But that's what we invite when we allow pride into our lives. A little bit ago, you heard about Serve Day. Several weeks from now, we're gonna have Serve Day. We're gonna have, I don't know, 500, 600, I don't know how many people, hundreds of people show up and we're gonna go to 30 locations plus. And, and the whole idea is really to serve the hurting. That's the goal is to serve the hurting. But can I tell you a, a, a hidden reason we do Serve Day is not because the community needs it, but because we need it. Did you know that? Like, like, it's not that the community, like we need to practice serving because serving is the easiest way to remind us of our humility. And if Jesus served, how much more do we need to serve? And so I wanna encourage you, you see all the red shirts at both campuses today, love where you live, this is served. I wanna encourage you uh, to go ahead and serve. There's something special when everything is going up and to the right and you could easily go to the lake or, or to the beach house or go wherever or to the theme park. You say, you know what? For one day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all that aside and I'm going to think of others more than myself. I'm gonna practice humility even when everything's up and to the right. And I'm gonna go and serve instead of be served. So I wanna encourage you to join in and serve day, not only because the community needs it, but because we need it. Now, I mentioned I went surfing. I was able to surf a, a, a lot on this trip and went surfing in Hawaii. I think there's a photo here and, um, you know, not, not the best form, but we'll take it. And um, really loved it. Had an incredible, incredible time. I mean, it was just incredible. Was able to surf with my daughter. She loves surfing. Um, and that's really what she's doing in Australia is she is uh, surfing and doing surf lessons. She's doing all kinds of stuff related to surfing and then sharing the gospel 
um, which is really neat. And, and then when I was flying back from Australia to, to Fiji, um, I didn't do a lot of research, but I saw this one kind of advertisement for a surf excursion. And I was like, I'll check that out. I'll sign up for that. And so I don't know a lot about Fiji. When I say a lot, I know nothing about Fiji. And um, I signed up for this surf excursion. And what I didn't realize is, is basically that the waves are, are different there. So they don't crash on, on land like they do here. They're like in the middle of the ocean and, and they're really, they're incredible. And so what this, what this excursion does is you get in on a boat, there was five of us and we would go from surf break to surf break to surf break and we would surf these waves. And the first spot that we pull up to, this is not a joke, this is the first spot we come up to this. And the local boat driver, he's like, all right, get on out and go have fun. <laughs> this is not a photo from a magazine. I took this photo with my camera. This is where I was. Everybody you see in this picture, except this guy, is a professional surfer. There, there's five people in the boat that signed up for this excursion. Um, I'm the only one that doesn't understand what's happening right now. No idea. This specific spot is called Cloud Break. And if you Google it, it is one of the top 10 best surf spots in the world. It's also the most, one of the most dangerous places to surf in the world because not only is the wave steep and fast and powerful, there is a very, very shallow reef right under it. And, and so we get there and the guy's like, all right, y'all go. You can have 30, 45 minutes before you go to the next place. Go have fun, check it out. And at this time I was like, hey, I think you misunderstood. I'm not a surfer today. I'm a photographer. I'm gonna stay in the boat. I'm just gonna take <laughs> pictures of everybody. And, and hey, who, who wants a photo? It's on me. I'm like, there's no way, like no way. And in our group of five people, four of us were photographers at this stop. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, nah. There was one guy named Damon and I met Damon and Damon and I on the boat ride out there, we're talking to each other. We're sitting next to each other on the boat, we're talking. And I said, what do you do, Damon? And he's from Fiji and he says, I'm a pilot. He's a commercial pilot. I said, that's awesome. He said, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. He freaked out. <laughs> you see, Fiji is made up of over 300 small islands. And literally he freaked out, like seriously freaked out. And I said, what's up? And he said, I just got done reading the Bible cover to cover. It took me 20 years and I have so many questions and nobody to ask them to. And he just on fire, just started asking me all these questions. All of these questions. I mean, he's on fire. And now he's going back and he's re-rigging. And it reminded me, church, listen, he does not have the resources. He doesn't even know about resources that you and I take for granted every day. And so we stayed in, in contact and, and given him all these resources that are just blowing his mind that we just have access to. He has no idea. And so we started talking and when we get to this spot, cloud break, he told me on the way out there that this is the, the number one reason he wanted to surf that day because he knew the conditions would be good and it's a very famous spot. So he already told me this going there. And then we get there and the guy's like, okay, who's going? And he doesn't say he wants to surf. And I'm like, Damon, what are you talking about? Because he noticed nobody else wanted to get out. I said, Damon, you need to go. You paid for this. The waves are great. You, you're, you're good enough. He's very good enough to, to surf that. I said, you need to go surf. He goes, no, 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 I'm not gonna surf here. 
He says, I'm not gonna go out while everybody else stays on the boat. He goes, let's go to the next spot, to a place where everybody can enjoy the waves together. What's he doing? He's living out Philippians 2. Do nothing out of vain conceit, out of selfishness. And so he's asking me all these questions. I said, man, you can keep asking, but you already get the gospel. You're already living it, man. You're putting others ahead of yourself. And so we eagerly went to the next surf spot. <laughs> and I want you, before we go any further, I want you to go, I think we might have another one. So this is another picture, but then go to the next one too. So like the, the combo. So this is what I did in Hawaii. <laughs> this is what I accidentally signed up for. Like, remember the old Highlights magazine? Can you spot the difference? Like, can you spot the difference? And the other way, we went to five surf spots. The other ones were, were almost as big as this, but they weren't as dangerous. And so we were, uh, my goal was to try to catch a, a wave. I caught one and a half waves. And you're like, oh, how do you catch a half wave? Well, I caught one wave and then a wave caught me. So <laughs> I was happy with that. Kid you not, I didn't have a lot of confidence going, going surfing. I didn't have a lot of confidence on these waves. But whatever confidence I had, the very first time I'm paddling out to the first surf spot that I surf, I see a guy wipe out. And when he comes up out of the white water, his board is snapped in two. Whatever confidence I thought I had, gone. <laughs> gone. When things are good, lean in towards humility. Keeps going. Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do everything, say everything, everything, without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Second point is this, when things are bad, avoid the complaint train. Lean away from complaining. When things are bad, avoid the complaint train, lean away from complaining. Complaining or grumbling is discontentment made audible. Think about that. That's really all it is. There's discontentment in your heart and you're giving, you're giving vocal uh, words to that. That's what it is. That's what complaining is. And every time somebody complains, listen, most of the time complaints you could easily justify. I'm not saying you can't justify. I'm like, like, well, the waitress took 30 minutes. Like, I get it. Like, that, I would, I would want to complain. But it says, and uh, do everything without complaining. It's not like, well, if you could justify it, then go ahead and be negative. Go ahead and complain. No, no, no. We can complain and justify our complaints all the time. But really what it is, is the discontentment of our heart. A couple of nights ago, I sat in Tim and Robin's Hudspice living room. I'm talking, it's, this is a dark moment, obviously, horrible tragedy. And Robin uttered the words, she said, isn't God so good? And I about lost it. She had every right to complain. They have every right to complain. In the midst of their darkness, they said, isn't God so, so good? I wanna encourage you to avoid the complaint train. Because here's, here's what I know. Complaining does not happen because there's a problem out there. That's not, complaining doesn't happen because there's a problem out there. Complaining happens because there's a problem in here. Which means this, it's not about the circumstances. It's about the condition of the heart. 
So it doesn't matter if you're having good or bad circumstances, we could always find something to complain about or if our heart is in the right place and content, we can always find a way to rejoice. Paul talks about when we are humble and we avoid the complaint train, he says that we will shine among them like stars in the sky. That's what he says. When we are humble and we avoid complaining and arguing and all that goes with that, he says you will shine among them like stars in the sky. You don't have, stars don't try to shine, they just shine. You don't have to try to shine. It's just when you're with Jesus and he changes you from the inside out, you end up shining radiantly. When Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, he was on the mountaintop, he was with God. God's presence was hovering over him. He came down and the people freaked out because they noticed that Moses' face was glowing. And they're like, man, we don't know what's going on. He says, I didn't know I was glowing. All I know is I was with Jesus, I was with, with God. And because I was with God, my life is glowing now. You see, your relationship with Jesus, you can't lose your relationship with Jesus, but you can lose your light. You see, you can go to lunch today and the waitress messes up your order or takes too long at the restaurant or you have to wait too long and you begin to complain and your light gets dimmer. Or maybe you had some house guests come over and they kind of destroy your house and now you got a lot to clean up and instead of being grateful for a full house, you, you complain about it and your light gets dimmer. Or maybe instead of being grateful for God providing a job, all you do is seem to complain about your coworkers and your boss. And you seem to complain to anybody or everybody and your light gets dimmer. Maybe you have personal preferences on how your Bible study, your life group, or how church should go, and you're complaining about your personal preferences instead of biblical theology, and your light gets dimmer. And your light gets so dim that it, it has no light at all. And you're going to your neighbors and your friends, and you say, hey, you, sh you should come to church. Hey, you should give your life to Jesus. And they're looking at the lack of light and you're like, well, if my life looks like your life, then why should I entertain your Jesus? Well, like if, you, if you're not humble, if you're always putting yourself first, if you're selfish and if you're complaining about every little thing, well, I already have that. I don't need your hope. I already, I already have that. You see, you lost your light. You see, God has given you a light and he has placed you right where you are for a reason for you to shine bright. He put you in that office. He put you in that neighborhood. He put you in that family. He put you in that school so that you could shine bright the love of Jesus so that you could radiate like stars in the sky. So church, I wanna, I wanna ask you, how bright is your light? Is it bright? Is it a little bit dim? Is it maybe all the way off? The good news about your light is it could always grow. Whether it's completely off or dim, God could always add to your light. That's why we sing that song, this little light of mine, I'm gonna. I'm so glad y'all finished that. 
Jesus says that you are the light of the world because he is in us. He says, you're the light of the world. Go and shine that light. And when people ask, why are you glowing? You don't say, oh, it's because I worked really hard. Oh, it's because I got my master's. Oh, it's because, no, the reason I'm glowing is because there's a God that is so good and so kind and so gracious. And you can have access to that same light. And his name is Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. I thank you that you are our light. You are our hope. You are our source in everything. And God, we, there are some dark days on this side of heaven. Some that I mentioned today, uh, other darkness that I didn't even mention that people are walking through. And I, I, I pray, would you help us to be a bright light in dark moments? Like, yes, it would easily justify us complaining or having a bad attitude. All that's natural, but God, we don't want to live out of the natural. We want to live out of the supernatural. And we need you in order to do that. We need the Holy Spirit to light up our world when we can't light up ourselves. And so would you come in and would, where we are dim, would you, would you lighten up our world? God, where we have been arrogant and selfish, would you help us to be selfless? God, where we have been quick to complain, would you help us to be quick to be content and to be patient? And so I do pray for every single person online, Lake County and Apopka that is going through something hard right now, would you hold them together? And would we glow and radiate the love of Christ when we're on the mountaintop, but also when we're in the valley? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Jordy Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Jordy Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.